0: Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lee an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello my beautiful friend, welcome or welcome back. This is the first episode of season 3 of the Stars Are Calling You podcast and I'm so excited because my intention for this season is to ground us in a way that really brings us back to our roots, brings us back to what really matters in this life. Life can feel chaotic and scary and random at times, but I believe in my heart that it is a beautiful unfolding and a glorious place to learn and evolve, and sometimes we have to meet the universe halfway. And in my experience, the first step in finding balance and alignment is to see the world differently. It's to create healthy habits for the mind, body, and soul. So in this season, I want to offer jumping boards for you to create these healthy habits and these mindset shifts so that you can learn to navigate this sometimes wild human experience with more balance, alignment, abundance, gratitude, and ease. So today I want to get back to our roots and talk about the lessons that nature has taught me while I was in the middle of nowhere in Vermont. So first, a little backstory. My boyfriend, who I've been with for five years, has a beautiful home in Vermont in a very tiny town where there's basically nothing but woods and a tiny little country store that is about a five minute drive away. But the town is about an hour away from any real town with an actual grocery store or whatnot. So I've been going there for quite a bit. And every time I go there, I always feel absolutely rejuvenated. I just feel reset and recharged in a way that is truly inexplainable. I go there and I am one with nature. I am out in the woods, either walking or hiking or biking. I am cooking. I have absolutely no cell service. And I'm just being a human being. Out in the wild with the people I love, just Adventuring and it's so good for my soul. I always feel so so much better And so this recent time I went I went in the summertime usually I go in the winter And i'm not sure why maybe it's where I am in my life Maybe it is the season that I was in But I just felt like I learned so many more lessons than I usually do And I decided to document all of the lessons that nature taught me while I was in vermont And so that's what I want to share with you And I have my journal that I journaled everything out in. And I just want to be really candid with you guys about all that nature has taught me while I was adventuring in the middle of nowhere in Vermont. So lesson number one is to be in nature as often as possible. Nature truly is our natural healer, our first teacher, and embracing what mother nature has to offer us is a foundational skill in grounding and aligning and becoming the true versions of ourselves that our highest selves want us to express in this lifetime. I truly believe that the more we connect to nature and the more we embrace all that it has to offer us, the easier it will be to evolve and the more aligned we will become naturally, just with ease. The second lesson is to appreciate the little things like hot running water and a comfy pillow. That is something that truly evokes so much gratitude in me when I go someplace so different from my normal, it makes me remember and it makes me express gratitude for all of the things that I've just become used to that is not part of other people's everyday, and is not normal for everybody else for instance, hot running water that I have whenever I want, and a really comfy pillow and blanket at night, and cell phone service, and a road that's not made of dirt. So some of these things seem silly, but when you really learn to express gratitude for simply the joy of waking up in the morning and having access to a cup of water and a shower... These things really do rewire your mind to think in a positive way. There's an episode I have called The Negativity Bias, and we are primed to think negatively. But when we express gratitude for the simple things in our life, what we are doing is we are rewiring our brain to think more positively, to have gratitude be our first thought. And so that's also something I learn when I'm in the middle of nowhere in nature. I learn to express gratitude for the little everyday normal things that quite frankly, I often take for granted. Lesson number three is time spent strengthening relationships is never time wasted. I was listening to another podcast the other day on relationships, and I think it was on the Highest Self podcast with Sahara Rose. Yes, it actually was. I forget the title of the episode, but it's the most recent one on relationships. And in this episode, the guest was speaking on the fact that when we die, We're not going to regret how much money we invested in the stock market or the way we launched our first product in our business. What oftentimes these souls regret when they pass on is not giving as much time and energy to the relationships they had in this life. And it really got me thinking about how that is also kind of the point. We are all souls here and the point of life is to learn and grow and evolve and master. We have yet to master. But it's also to develop unity and connection, not just with every single soul on the planet, but with the souls that are part of our soul family, the ones that we chose to incarnate with and do this thing called life with. And I'm someone who has grown up a bit of a loner and I was totally okay with that I almost made it sound like it was better, like, oh, well, I value, you know, four quarters more than a hundred pennies. But if I'm being honest, I was just scared. I never had a great friendships growing up and I didn't want to get hurt. So I just told myself that it was better to only have a few. And more recently, within the last year and a half or so, I've really started to develop these really close relationships with people that were strangers to me prior to that year. Or just like kind of just acquaintances. And I'm noticing that I can be pretty harsh and judgmental when I'm afraid. And that the more I trust and lean into the safety and security of knowing that I have myself at the end of the day, I was able to lean into these relationships and really see the beauty in these people that I haven't seen before. And those are the people that I went away with. And being with them and bonding with them and laughing with them, it wasn't quote-unquote productive, but to my soul it was because not only did I learn a valuable lesson, but I also did something that is kind of the point of life and that is to understand unity in a different way and to focus on building connection and fueling relationships in this life. The next lesson is that Life is not a race, especially when the finish line is passing on. Allow life to unfold at its desired pace. It's okay to move slow sometimes. I used to hate moving slow. It used to give me so much anxiety. If I wasn't doing something that I thought was productive, I was anxious. Now I crave to move slow. I want slow mornings where I sit my coffee and read my book. I don't want anywhere to go. I crave laying out in the sun and just feeling every sense in my body awaken, feel the sun and breeze on my cheeks, smell the dirt and the flowers, hear the birds, see the bright colors of the trees at dawn, all of it. I just want to move slow. And that's something that being in nature has taught me, that it's okay to be slow and that there are some seasons and cycles in life where That is actually the preferred method of evolution, to slowly move through a cycle. The next lesson I learned is, when we go, all we can take with us are our memories in our heads, the love in our hearts, the lessons of our soul, and the relationships we formed. And so I'm going to make those things my priority. Making amazing memories in this life with my friends and my family. Loving with every ounce of my being learning and growing and developing my soul to a higher level and fueling relationships, the relationships that really do matter and do serve me in amazing ways. Those are going to be my priorities. Yes, I have a lot of other big dreams and big goals that I feel my soul has been called to do in this lifetime, like business ventures and books and whatnot. But I'm not going to make those things my priority. I'm going to make balance and alignment and memories and love and relationships and lessons my priority because when I go, that's what I can take with me. I can't take with me the money I made, but I can take with me the memories that going on that vacation or going on that hike has brought me. The next lesson I learned is the greed mentality gives us a false perspective of life. Getting and achieving more will not make you feel more full. So that kind of is a branch off of the other one. But I spent so much time wanting achievement and craving success and quote-unquote wasting time focusing on those things rather than fueling those other things that I previously mentioned. And so whenever I feel like I am acting based on greed, I pause and I recite what really matters, and I remind myself of the truth of this lifetime. And it isn't to attain more, but to learn more and to grow more. The next lesson is to live and let live. Judgment prevents your mind from growing. I love this one, and if I'm being really candid, I used to be pretty judgmental in the past. And now I feel so grateful that I've switched my ways and I am not as judgmental because I could see other people being more judgmental like how I used to be and I can see all that it prevents us. It's like putting up a big wall of armor that just prevents us from loving and experiencing and expressing all that is so true. When we put up this judgment wall, it really does prevent us from connection and connection is one of the whole points of life. The next lesson I have is nature provides us with our necessities and demonstrates balance. Tune in and listen. We will never be led astray. Yes. Okay. I'm like reading these back a week later. So I'm like remembering all that I wrote down. This is so true. Nature provides us with the expression of perfect balance and demonstrates how to be balanced and aligned. So simply going out in nature slowing down our cognitive brains and just tuning in can allow our souls and our bodies and our minds and our hearts to absorb so many lessons that we didn't even know we needed, but we silently craved. The next lesson I have is love really is the answer to any question. Without it, there is nothing. Always, without fail, whenever I am in nature, it reminds me that love is the answer, love is the point, love is everything. I just feel so much unconditional love in my heart when I am truly present and mindful and still in nature. I can't really explain the sensation that arises, It just my heart space feels so full and the only way I can describe it is love. That's what I feel, I feel love. It reminds me that love is the point. The next lesson I have is, life is messy. Be unafraid to get dirty. It's proof that you've lived. So here I'm referring to dirt in multiple ways. So when I was in Vermont, I was literally sprayed with dirt 24-7. I love country music and I never really understood why so many songs talked about dirt and why so many songs had the word dirt in the title, like the song Dirt Road Anthem is coming to mind. When I went to the country in the summer, not the winter, where the ground is full of ice and snow, I understood why there are so many dirt songs. It's very dirty. And it felt so fun because sometimes, you know, you go out and you don't want to get messy, so you're being careful. But once you're already full of dirt, it doesn't matter anymore. What, you're going to get more dirty? Who cares, right? You're already as dirty as you can get. And so you're unafraid to get messy. You're unafraid to be raw. You're unafraid to really dive your hands in and just jump headfirst. And that is such a strong metaphor for life because sometimes we can tiptoe through life not wanting to get hurt or not wanting to fail. But if we allow ourselves to just jump in and embrace it, yeah, life's going to be messy. We'll get hurt sometimes. Maybe we'll fail at something, but that's natural and that's okay. And the more we do that, the more unafraid we get to fail even more and get even more dirty and make even more mistakes. And that'll lead us to living a full life lead us to embracing every second and not questioning things and just going for it. Being unafraid to get dirty, getting dirty, will actually allow us to live the life that our souls were destined to live because we're not tiptoeing through it or sprinting. The next lesson I have written down is sometimes to realize what truly matters, you need to strip away all that doesn't. Before I left for Vermont, I was really anxious. I felt confused with a lot of my goals and I was feeling like I just couldn't do it. Like, this was pointless. Why am I trying so hard? I'm not succeeding. It's not working. Like, what's the point? I was feeling very discouraged I'm not going to lie. And I went to Vermont and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun. I'm with my friends. I'm with my family. It's going to be awesome. And when I come back, I can worry about all of this. Well, it was through going there and not worrying about it, and stripping away all that I was worried about, that I realized what truly matters. And I found the way out of the maze I was stuck in. And it came from stripping away all that matters to realize what truly does. Next lesson I have is, community matters overall, and everyone is able to bless their community with a special important role. Finding that role is like finding the roadmap to your purpose. So going away in the middle of nowhere, everyone has to pitch in with something and you see people's strengths and you see people's weaknesses. And when you're in a group and when you are in a community, you see that the strengths and weaknesses completely balance each other out when everyone goes with what feels really good for them. If I try to do roles that I'm just not meant to do to impress someone, it wouldn't have benefited the entire group. It would have hindered the entire group. Instead, I went in and I knew my strengths and I just went with it. And I offered the community and the group what I could offer. And every other person did the same and nothing was lacking and everything was harmonious and everything worked out so smooth and efficiently. And I saw that some people that I previously thought maybe weren't good at certain things, I saw that they were really good at them. Or I discovered new talents of other people or how big other people's hearts were. But They never really got to express it unless they were in this space where they felt so appreciated and seen for what they could accomplish and what they could provide. I think one of the points of life is service. And so when you do serve others and you get that appreciation and that validation from that, it can really awaken something in your soul that says, ah, yes, this is why I'm here. Part of why I'm here is to offer the world something of service. And when you find that, it can often lead you to your purpose because that is the gift you are meant to share in this life. That is your gift back for the gift of life. And when you're able to express it and people are able to see it and appreciate it, it can really be encouragement and fuel for you to find what you are meant to do in this life. Now I have only a few more lessons left. The next one listed is, you can't outwork your fate. The best time saver is learning how to tune in and listen to your intuition and your heart. I'm not really sure if there's much else to say besides that. You can't outwork your fate. You can't outrun your destiny. The best way to find peace and alignment and success and abundance and love is to pause, tune in, and listen. Next lesson, dream big and keep your to-do list small. Life is in the moments. I just got chills reading that back. It's something I needed to learn so desperately. Dream big. Keep your to-do list small. Life really is in the moments. That quote about it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. That is so, so true. We as souls feel so fulfilled in the unfolding and in the becoming and into the being. Whereas once we've obtained We feel a little bit of a dopamine rush and satisfaction and pleasure from that, but then our soul goes back to that craving and unfolding and becoming and evolving. As creatures, we are ever evolving, ever unfolding. There is no stop to our growth. And so when we put all of our ideal satisfaction and pleasure in a single point, it actually doesn't give us that satisfaction because we crave the continuity. We crave the constant evolving and unfolding. We don't crave the having. We have it. We feel good about it. We want something different. And so dream big. Don't let this make you think that you have to have small dreams. You are capable of every single thing in this entire world. So dream big, but keep your to-do list small so that you have time to truly embrace the moments and to find stillness and seek the pleasure in the everyday. And the last lesson that nature has taught me is learning to truly embrace and value the basics allows your abundance mentality to soar. Oftentimes we think in order to fuel our abundance mindset, you need to surround yourself with abundance or make that big purchase or act like money doesn't bother you or whatever it may be. I've heard so many different things when it comes to money mindsets and abundance. But what I believe is that the more gratitude we have for what we do have and the more we learn to not only just appreciate but value the basics, the more we will realize that we already are abundant, that we don't need anything else in order to feel abundant or to become abundant. And once we truly believe that we are abundant that is when we've tapped into the abundance mindset. That is when we are vibrating at the vibration of abundance. And so that is when we can effortlessly attract abundance with ease without even realizing it because we truly see how lucky we are, how much we have and how abundant we truly are. For example, when I'm in Vermont and I look around, I am truly in the middle of nowhere. Like I cannot express to you how desolate this location is and how much there is nothing around us but woods. And I'm telling you right now, when I'm there, I feel the most abundant. I don't even have hot water. I barely have a blanket. There's only two beds and 18 people were slaying in that home. I mean, there was the bare minimum there, the basic of all basics. And yet I could not feel more abundant, appreciative, lucky because I had what I truly needed. And that was community, love, lessons, adventure, growth, cooking, laughing, exploring. My heart felt so full. And when my heart felt abundant, that's all that mattered. I didn't need all of the extra external things or the material possessions. What I'm realizing in this moment as I'm speaking to you is that true abundance comes when our heart feels full. And that's it. That's what the answer is to the abundance mindset, filling up our hearts. So that concludes all of the lessons that I learned recently when I was in the middle of nowhere in nature. And I want to end off by saying that you don't need to go away to discover these lessons. You don't need to go to a little cottage in the middle of nowhere in order to remember these truths. They can be found right outside your back door, or down the block at your local park, or during a walk by the water. These lessons that I discovered in nature can be found when you're potting a plant, or petting your animal, whatever it may be. Finding these lessons and finding the lessons that you are meant to learn really comes from embracing stillness and connecting and grounding to nature in some way. It doesn't need to be as extreme as my experience, but connecting in some way to Mother Earth, I promise you, will give you the answers to questions you didn't even know you were asking. And with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast and the commencement of Season 3. I am so, so grateful that I get the opportunity to share these words with you and these lessons and that I get to connect with you in some way. I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can to the mic and I will talk to you soon. Bye!